In the fire service, it's our job to be the ones to enter dangerous situations in order to decrease damage and improve the odds of life safety. Whether we're conscious of it or not, we're taking risk into consideration. We get called to a scene, size up the situation, and then we determine what resources we'll need in order to mitigate the problem. Currently in America, we're facing one of the largest pandemics in our history. We should be cautious, but we still need to live our lives. There is risk in everything. Living our lives in fear creates a culture of fear. And when people are afraid, they do some pretty stupid stuff. In today's episode, I'll talk about what the risk versus benefit analysis is, how we can take ownership of our own personal risk, what we can do to reduce the risk among our crewmates, and I'll provide you with a matrix that you can use to base your future risk management practices on in the field. It's an obvious statement that what we do for a profession in the fire service can be dangerous. Duh, right? However, is it really that dangerous if we're trained and prepared for whatever may come? I know there's still an element of danger, but the biggest weapon we have, supported by an arsenal of smaller ancillary skills, is that of mitigating that danger, otherwise known as risk management. Before you go rolling your eyes, just think about it. Our job is inherently dangerous, and it's up to us to make sure that we can do the job, regardless of the nature of the call. It all comes down to keeping risk at a minimum, and as a result, keeping danger at a minimum. Yes, it's dangerous to run into burning buildings. However, we mitigate the risk involved by training, by being physically fit, by being mentally capable, and wearing the proper PPE right? And being trained on all that PPE as well, all those tools that we bring in with us, all of it, all of those things help us mitigate risk to ourselves and therefore others. Before we dive too deep into this, let's strip down a firefighter and an EMS professional to their core. We are people who, one, have a desire to serve people in their time of need, two, understand and even embrace that the job is a physically demanding one, three, accept the emotional hardship that goes along with the job, even if we aren't sure how to defuse it. Now let's walk through a quick fireground scenario to identify risk assessment in action. Your ladder truck is called to the scene of a single-story residential working structure fire. You're second on scene and command assigns you to secure utilities and get on the roof to ventilate, or at least give a report. Your captain repeats the assignment back to command, and you get to work. As you and your captain walk to where the utilities are, you see that the roof is self-venting and has already started to collapse in an area. The interior crew is working on a primary all-clear and making their way to the seat of the fire. 
you point out to your captain how the fire has self-ventilated, and then your captain makes a report to command, warning them of potential roof collapse. Your captain also reports that they'll set the truck up for defensive operations and that they won't send your crew up to the roof because of inherent danger or the risk. The search is complete and there are no victims inside, as there was not reported any. The initial engine crew has made their way to the seat of the fire and is making their attack, paying attention to what's going on overhead. The fire gets knocked down with no loss of life and no injuries reported to the crews on scene. In this scenario, I only talked about two trucks on scene, and typically you'll have two engines and a ladder, and most likely a battalion on scene, right? But I kept it simple because I wanted you to focus on the elements of risk management. So right now, skip back to the beginning of that short scenario and try to identify all the moments where risk was assessed and mitigated. I'll wait. I can think of numerous instances here. And I'm just going to go through the ones that I can think of right off the top of my head. Securing utilities, right? You're mitigating that hazard. You want to make sure that no electrical lines are charged while crews are inside working because that adds a danger element. Uh, orders to ventilate the roof. That was mitigating risk, right? You want to get the heat out, get the toxic gases out, all of that. Observing that the roof has self-vented and making a change in strategy. Right there, that's a risk assessment, right? Observing the partial collapse, which removes getting on the roof as an option. If part of the roof is collapsing, guess what's not too far behind? The interior crew being notified of partial roof collapse, right? They need to be aware of what's going on. And since you put eyes on that thing, you're able to see something from that perspective that they aren't, and you make them aware of it. That's risk management. Thinking ahead to set up for defensive operations. That was a big one too. Uh, this also mitigates exposure involvement. So if this house is between two other structures, then you're going to need to do some kind of protection so that it doesn't get any bigger, right? And ultimately, the fire attack and ultimate extinguishment is the main risk management goal of our whole existence, this whole operation. And that scenario, I just... It came. I came up with it. I just wrote it down. Came up with it off the top of my head. If if you see or if you've notified or identified any additional risk management things that that happened there, please share. Let us know. Um, as you're all aware, a fire ground is a dynamic environment where things are constantly changing, and they're either getting better or they're getting worse. Right? Constant adaptation and awareness are crucial in order to be safe and successful. And the same goes for an EMS call. That's just a different mode of thinking, right? Regardless of the situation, risk management is involved. People hear risk management and they think of some statement that's been printed out and slapped up on a wall or pasted all over an SOG manual, SOP manual, when in reality, risk management is the practical nature of our job. Briefly in the intro, I mentioned the current pandemic situation we've got going on in the world today. This COVID-19 thing doesn't seem to discriminate, like at all. We keep getting mixed messages from those who are trusted to provide us with insight. Uh, wear a mask. Don't wear a mask because they don't work. Uh, now you need to wear two masks. Don't spend the holidays with family, they tell us as they get on a plane and go visit their family for Thanksgiving. <laughs> 
get a vaccine, but keep in mind that it won't stop you from getting COVID, nor does it stop you from spreading it. It's all ridiculous. Rather than live in fear of it all, why not make a risk assessment? What's your personal immunity situation? What's your family's situation? Are you willing to take risks to live the life you want to live? Risk versus benefit, right? That's what it all boils down to. Like I mentioned in a previous episode, my health is my responsibility and no one else's. To expect others to bow to my demands because I want to go out and get a cheeseburger from McDonald's is ridiculous. And second of all, yuck. Side note, I ran on a couple the other day. This actually kind of drives this point home. I ran on a couple the other day who own a prominent and amazing breakfast restaurant here in Gilbert. While helping them with an EMS issue, they were talking to me and my crew about how frustrated they are as business owners because they're open for business while taking the mandated precautions because they need to feed their family and keep their business going. Now, I understand this is not an EMS issue, but it it wasn't a, an acute critical issue, right? Which is what leaves room for some conversation. Uh, anyway, they told me that as they're keeping their business open, they have people coming to the restaurant and eating and then calling the 1-800 number to report minor infractions on health guidelines like some people aren't wearing their mask right or something like that or you don't have enough uh, hand sanitizer things out and available. Just minimal stuff like that. If you don't want to be exposed to an environment that you feel unsafe, then don't go in that environment, right? <laughs> I mean, I felt I felt for these people. They were so frustrated by all this. Um, your health is your responsibility, not anyone else's. Anyway, getting back on track. We mitigate our individual risk as firefighters, as EMS professionals, by eating healthy, by taking care of our bodies, by exercising to make sure we can physically do the job. We also mitigate individual risk by making sure we have positive outlets outside of work, not just getting drunk and high every time we come off duty. We mitigate the risk of our crew by doing the same things, because if we aren't making sure that we have our shit together, then our crew and the people we serve will pay the price for it. Again, it comes down to whether or not you're an asset or a liability. Here's what an official risk management model may sound like. You ready? We will risk our lives a lot in a highly calculated and controlled manner to protect a savable life we will risk our lives a little in a highly calculated and controlled manner to protect savable property. We will not risk our lives at all to protect lives or property that are already lost. If your organization doesn't currently have a clear risk management model, you can adopt that one in any way you want, but just make sure that you have one. The most basic model for risk management looks like this. Number one, identify the hazards. You do this by working out how people could be harmed. It's an ongoing assessment, right? Number two, who and how. Decide who might be harmed and how. Number three, evaluate the risks and decide on precautions that need to be taken. Number four, record and implement. Record and put into practice the results of your assessment. Now, this one, two, three, and four 
are constantly happening on the fire ground, right? Your crew goes around back and is told to get up on the roof, but you see that the the fire's self-ventilating. So you're not getting up on that roof. Like it's already, it's already too late. The roof's compromised, all of that. Um, so this is an ongoing process. You are continually going back through one through four, identify the hazards, identify who and how, evaluate the situation, implement a plan of action, right? Continual process over and over again. So I'm issuing you guys a challenge. The next time you go out on a fire or an EMS call, Regardless of how significant it is, I'm challenging you to be conscious in your risk management. When you get back to the station, perform an after-action review with your crew. Again, it could be for the most seemingly insignificant call, but the more you practice identifying the ways you manage risk, the better you'll be as an individual and as a crew at identifying it and as a result, mitigating it. What are some of the ways that you've personally implemented a risk management plan at your firehouse or your EMS organization? Share it with those of us in the group by clicking the link in the show notes or visit www.facebook.com slash groups slash ignited firefighter podcast community. Here you can connect with me personally and firefighters from all over the world. You can gain some perspective and get support from brothers and sisters who actually care about building up the brotherhood. This is what the fire service should be all about you guys you can also find me on instagram and twitter at ignited ff engage with me and the rest of us in the group it's a perfect way to share and obtain new ways to arm yourself with some strategies so you can stand firm in your principles just like this risk management plan if you don't have one get one create one be the source of change take action and if you want to take a look at the products and merchandise that i'm currently offering visit www.ignitedff.com. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, if you see a need, own it and take action. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited.